Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter, and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girlie by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. Without advice, you could go far. We fuck things up and we make mistakes. We talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to rhyme. Just as well, cause it's bed. Hello and welcome to the Bedhoppers podcast. My name is Mr. H. I'm Mrs. H. Mrs. H, what number episode is this? It's 98. 98 fucking episodes. Thank you for wow. sticking with us. Fucking episodes. Episodes of fucking. <laughs> fucking awful episodes. different podcast. Episodes of fuck. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, we are getting closer and closer to our 100th episode. Oh my goodness. But that's not that exciting because the real exciting thing is that we've been doing this for three. No, no, that's not the exciting (laughs) thing. The exciting thing is, is that we now have a date for our social. Oh my God, so exciting. I don't know if we mentioned it last time or not. Well, no, I don't think we mentioned the actual date because we were waiting for some last minute conversations with the venue. Yeah. But I think it's safe to confirm it's booked. It's in the calendar for September. The 11th. September the 11th, uh, which is pretty much the earliest, safest day that we thought would be appropriate for the social. Gives everyone a chance to get the vaccinations done, gives the country a chance to settle down a bit Mm. and gives us a number of months to actually do a fuck ton of sit ups and running in an attempt (laughs) to get fit again to look awesome for you people that are coming to the social. Now, if you've already booked tickets to the social, we'll have been in touch with you and let you know about it. Um, So we just need to know that you can still come. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm, I'm really hopeful that people are just um, really excited that there's a, a date in the calendar, something to look forward to. I know it's quite a few months off yet. Exactly but that. it feels like it's achievable because it's plenty of time for the world to start sorting its shit out. Exactly, exactly that. However, what I will say is if you've not bought tickets for the social, at the moment we don't have any spare. We are contacting everyone that originally paid for the tickets uh, and getting in touch and seeing if they can still come. If we have any spare available, we'll go to Twitter, we'll post it online and we'll let you know. So mm-hmm. um, please, you know, if, if you if you haven't got your ticket, don't worry about getting in touch at the moment. We're still in the process of getting in touch with everyone. And that's going to probably take a couple of weeks to go through all of those people, <laughs> uh, but also for them to come back to us and let us know if they're a- able to make the new date. Yeah. Or even if they're still in the lifestyle after all this time. I'm going to wear all my shoes on that night. All your I'm shoes. Going to like Shoe change! Change Shot. them every hour so I can work <laughs> through all the amazing shoes I bought during lockdown. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's lots of exciting things that, that 
uh, we've been we're talking to the venue about the social, which yeah. has been really oh cool. Oh my god, I'm so excited! So um, you know, we're going to have some exciting things, some some giveaways, in fact, which is cool. We can't tell you what they are yet. Of course, you're going to tell me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, nothing about these. Yes, you do. Do I? Yeah, you do. I just don't listen. Okay, well, this is also true. So we're going to have some giveaways. We're going to have some fun stuff, and we're going to be there. So yeah, hurrah for the social. Yes. Yes. Uh, moving swiftly on to uh, this episode. What's it about? Uh, it's all about jealousy. And I, I know we've covered jealousy. <laughs> we've covered jealousy before, I know. I never but meant to make you stop cry. singing. People don't want to listen to you sing. But it's a song about Yoko. No, you're not singing about jealousy. So we've covered jealousy before, but we've covered jealousy, I think, from our perspective very much, which is how we felt seeing each other in kind of intimate situations. But what we haven't talked about in the past is maybe how jealousy relates to other aspects of lifestyle things. Yeah, I think, you know, we invited our awesome chums, his cock, her tail, onto mm-hmm. the show again, you know. Um, so we Skyped with them or Zoomed with them, whichever one. Since we one. can't see them, yeah. we can at least hear them. <laughs> yeah, just a few miles down the road and yet we, no touchy. So <laughs> we invited them to join us for the show and talk about some of the feelings that they'd gone through, talk about some of the things that we had. Um, because, you know, jealousy can attack you in different ways. I say attack probably is a bit strong, but can affect you in different mm. ways. And we cover a whole range of different things from being jealous of other couples playing with you, mm-hmm. uh, being jealous of, in different situations where it's not just the sex stuff. FOMO. FOMO. Your personal yeah. nemesis. My personal, <laughs> personal nemesis after Sweet Con. You know. Sweet Con. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. H's terrible dislikes. Yeah. Sweet Con. FOMO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My Achilles heel. <laughs> Everyone's gone to the sweet corn party. Oh no, and I'm not. How do I feel? That would be a double whammy for you because <laughs> you wouldn't want to go anyway, but you'd be really, really jealous that everyone was doing something without you. Look, honestly, I don't want to see the aftermath of a sweet corn party, oh if I'm really honest. It's not it's not gonna be my, my no. thing. It really isn't. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we, we've got his cock, her tail on the show. And next time round, hopefully, we've got an exciting episode as well uh, with... I don't know. No one tells me nothing. <laughs> no one tells me nothing or nothing or nobody. Well, you just have to wait. You just have to follow our Twitters and see which amazing podcasting trio in this situation uh, we talk to. Uh, and, you know, do a double episode with. I'm going to give you clues. Oh, my God. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. I, finally, the penny dropped. It's okay. Finally. <laughs> I don't know which penny that was dropping. That could be something completely different to the situation that we're I talking about. I just turn up and I, then start talking. You turn up, look pretty, talk shit. I mean, that's and that's, that's all we can ever much. ask of you. Yeah. It's all you're going to get, really. Yeah, and talk about tentacles every now and then, and, and everyone's a winner, really. So anyway. Uh, let's, Tentacular. Yeah, let's play the interview thing and get straight on into it. We've got something that's just for you. Holy shit, it's an interview. So joining us today, we are pleased to welcome back with us Lord Voldemort and Vanilla Ice, who are the very lovely His Cock, Her Tail. Today we're going to be talking all about jealousy, FOMO, a bit of envy thrown in there, and maybe a bit of possessiveness. These are all perfumes available in our (laughs) t-shirt store. (laughs) Along with the uh, emo one, Lethargy. Despair. <laughs> no, apathy. Wasn't apathy, that the one that you yeah. came up with years ago? Apathy. Well, anyway, guys, welcome. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, hello. It is wonderful to see your lovely, lovely faces. It is a shame that we're having to do this virtually. But Everything's yeah. virtual now. I know. Sex will be virtual soon. Really? You and me. Will it, will it be like in Demolition Man with the headsets? Because that's not that far off, is it? 2032 or something? 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So when are we going to get the three seashells? I, this has got to be soon. Well, hopefully I'll be taught how to use them before we get them. <laughs> um, fun fact then, I don't remember watching Demolition Man at all. And then you reminded me that we did. So I rewatched it again recently and the, the seashells made no sense to me. Oh, that's the, uh, uh, well, concept. no surprise to anyone. I have no idea what you're talking about. Brilliant. It's a film. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so you might be suffering from what's called uh, FOMO. No, I don't really mind. Okay. Yeah, but yes, yes, FOMO, uh, fear of missing out, I believe. That's mm-hmm. right. It's, it's not an evil villainous cartoon network from the 80s. And you've missed out on Demolition Man. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. I wish I'd never bothered. But, but I'll, I'll pretend that I have that fear. Would you say out. that we're all talking Sandra Bollocks now? Uh, uh, anyway, yes, even Elias will film, be missing out on that because she's never seen it. <laughs> right. She's in Speed, isn't she? Yes. And Speed 2. Yes. Uh, Welcome to Sandra Bullock chat. Uh, <laughs> next week we'll be talking about gravity. Oh, you liked her in that? I did. It's because she was running around in her pants, no, grunting it's a lot. She had really short hair. That helps a lot. And she was in her pants a lot. Okay, well, I can't drive this at all now because I'm going to be thinking about Sandra Bullock for the next three and a half minutes. Yeah, but it's virtual. So you can Just think it, about Miss Congeniality and you'll be put right off. <laughs> Some would consider that a modern classic. <laughs> I'm just not one of those people. I have never seen it and I do not have FOMO at the fact I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. I have, you have seen it, but that's another matter of time. Um, yes, Gosh. it was in our early days when you were in my flat and we watched half of it and the other half uh. may have just fallen by the wayside for other reasons. Anyway, the first thing that I really want to cover <laughs> is the difference between envy and jealousy, because we often talk about those interchangeably, but that's really not the case. Lord Voldemort, <laughs> I think you have a wonderful description around uh, jealousy and envy. Do you mm. want to... Uh, Elucidate. Yes, yeah. I uh, googled... And um, basically, envy is when you want what someone else has, but jealousy is when you are worried someone is trying to take what you have. If you want your neighbour's new convertible, you feel envy. If she takes your husband for a ride, you feel jealousy. Envy requires two parties, like you and that neighbour. Jealousy requires three parties, like you, your neighbour and your husband. And when they say ride... Do, do we need to? <laughs> well, I think that's the fear. Yeah. And that's where the jealousy comes in, that, that it might be a little more than a ride. Well explained. Or a different type. Mm. Or a different type of ride. <laughs> so one of the things that, that often comes up when people talk about the lifestyle is around jealousy and uh, jealousy between partners. So I kind of want to touch on that a little bit and then go a bit deeper into the whole topic. Mrs. Yep. H, you're looking wistful there. What's, what's, wistful? Yeah, like you're off into the distance. Now. <laughs> I can assure you I never look wistful. <laughs> well, what's been your sort of experience of jealousy within the lifestyle? Within the lifestyle? Yeah. Okay. So when we first joined the lifestyle, I think I was expecting to feel jealousy of you, or not of you, but jealousy around you being with other people. Okay, so the fear of someone... Mm-hmm. Sort of taking my me away, bubble, taking you away from me. Um, I, I, I felt like I would have these uncontrollable emotions around. This is what I've known for so long, and I hold dear, and that's now being threatened. Well, the good news is, is everybody has given me back so far. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants me for a long period of time. <laughs> so my, I think I naively assumed that that's just where the jealousy would begin and end. It would just be around you. And was that specifically? As in seeing Mr. H with another lady 
that kind of was the fear. Yes, I think I I didn't know how I would cope with seeing somebody else give him something that maybe I couldn't. So I think I worried that someone would do something better than me or the the fact that they looked better or had a better physical attribute than me would be more appealing to him and then I was jealous that I couldn't do that. Okay. So that's where my jealousy stemmed from. At least I, I thought that's where it would be. Jealousy often stems from that insecurity, mm. isn't it? So you're worried about someone having better body than you or whatever it might be is is probably a insecurity sort of within your yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it absolutely came from a place of not feeling very confident about some things. F1. And then, but again, I mean, I know we haven't touched on envy yet, but this is where it did overlap for me because I, I, I felt like if I had what they had, then I would be as successful, if that makes sense. So I kind of coveted the fact that they had bigger boobs than me or a flat tummy. And I kind of think that's where the two things got blurry sometimes. I'm curious though, that, that jealousy, because you're not that much of a jealous person typically no not normally <laughs> is that rooted in experiences from the past or does that come from just something that you're putting into your own head you mean does my insecurity come from a past or yeah the, the worry that someone's going to whisk me away and be infinitely superior to you in every way no i don't think it does come from the past no no i think it's genuinely something that i've has happened as we've kind of gone along this journey a bit how about you folks any thoughts of jealousy so on a personal level between the two of us, not really. I've never really been jealous. I think there was a certain element where, because we were such good friends before we met, we knew a lot about each other and what we'd done in the past sexually and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, we never had that kind of jealous of ex-boyfriends or any of that. And I think partly... Uh, I'm speaking for myself, really, that I was, I guess, confident in how much Vanilla Ice loved me that I didn't have that kind of concern, I suppose. Yeah, I I would agree. I I didn't have a concern about you going off with anyone in sort of non-lifestyle. I remember being really surprised by when I met an ex-girlfriend of yours, how much of a dick I acted. <laughs> like, um, I, I wasn't shocked at all. <gasps> oh, yeah, I I just saw this girl in a pub and it wasn't someone I've met before. And I just turned to, out to be like massively insecure. And I have no idea why. It was when we hadn't been together that long well, this they were there were a couple of girls there they were from when i was at sixth form and then we met at university so i probably hadn't seen them for three four years and then we went to a pub and they just happened to be there and it was a great reunion and we were laughing and reminiscing and it was all stuff that you not you couldn't really get involved in mm. so you probably automatically felt on the outside and then yeah, and then felt threatened, I suppose. Yeah, it was, re- I, it was really weird. But that sticks out as a memory of me being really jealous of you. But I don't think, I don't, I don't recall that happening again. I did get jealous of, well, I don't know, this might be the envious thing. I'm, I'm still 
a little bit rubbish at which is which. But um, when, after we'd met Mr. and Mrs. H and we'd had our first play date and stuff, and then they were going off to meet up with another couple. And I was, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's fine because we're not getting in a relationship with them and I need to be really mature about this. And, but I was really jealous. I was like, but they're ours. Like, how can you do that? And I was, I spoke to my best friend about it. She was like, you know, how do you feel? I was like, I'm kind of not okay. I'm kind of, yeah. So that's that. It was something I didn't foresee happening. So on a personal level between you and I, you you didn't really feel any jealousy? So on the very first play date, when um, you kissed Mrs. H. Oh, no, we were playing the card game, <laughs> a game of life, and it's like nibble on her earlobe. Yeah, I or didn't like something that. Something like that. <laughs> the very intimate, the you know, the sex, um, you know, all sex, all that was fine well it hadn't happened at that point <laughs> no but later on it was yeah but the very intimate stuff and that's probably more challenging i would say than mm. the fucking yeah i would agree i want to come back to that thought around sort of the relationships that you build with other couples i want to i'm going to park it for the moment and come back and circle back to that in a little bit because i want to pick apart some of this sort Did of you say suck back to it it's my you know it's my new band name it's like nickelback, it's like, just oh, nickelback covers, which is why it sucks suckleback suckleback oh. yeah. <laughs> sorry no 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 the, the interesting thing i think for, for for me around jealousy and and sort of um is it that it can hit you in many different ways and you often don't have any idea that it's going to hit you so I've certainly found some of the things that I thought I was going to be insanely jealous of, I've been actually okay with, um, amazingly for me, sounding almost vaguely mature. But then other things have 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 snapped, and I've not, I, I didn't expect them to be a problem. They've just hit me, and I thought, oh shit, I feel really jealous about that. That's so going what, on. Over what there. did you expect to feel jealous about that you didn't? Well, I think some of it was around um, Mrs. H just generally playing with other people. I think that was. You know, I was always, even at the very, very initial stage, even just playing, I say even, but just playing with another woman, uh, which for many folks is like a dream come true. For me, I expected to sort of almost have a jealous rage and storm off and, you know, sort of run out of the place, throwing, tipping things over and kicking things over like a child, because that's my standard attitude. But actually... But also, you you weren't opposed to still doing it yeah I, I i think it was that risk of it of it triggering something in my head and i i felt that it could go either either way really and but it wasn't something that 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 turned me on immensely but it also wasn't something that repulsed me so it kind of i just didn't know how i was going to feel when i see it so i was almost preparing myself for the worst especially in our early days i used to sort of batman my way through a lot of stuff and overthink it a little bit less now but but I would, I'd almost played through what would happen so many times in my head, trying to imagine what I might feel and think at that particular moment, just so that I could handle those reactions better should they come up. Mm, that makes sense. Right. And you you don't know how you're going to feel, like you say, until you're in the moment. And I vividly recall thinking I was going to feel jealous and finding that I didn't for a great 
part of what we did until that one situation, which I think we've covered on a, a different show at some point, uh, when when I did feel jealousy one night and it completely derailed me, which was actually triggered by you and the lady having a little cuddle at the end of the night, if you recall. Yeah. You, you were spooning <laughs> yep, on the bed. Yeah, I recall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't me. I was just uh, <laughs> voicing. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you were spooning I think with a lady, it was really, really late and we were all super tired and, you know, we were kind of making our preparations to kind of leave anyway. I was getting ready for round three. Oh, really? I was l- lumbering <laughs> up. That was my stretching. But the point, the, the thing is, you, you had this little cuddle and because I wasn't kind of in the headspace where I was going to do that with the chap uh, and I was actually isolated a little bit, I was on the other side of the room I, I didn't actually feel like I could come and put myself in the situation with you because it looked like an intimate moment and clearly it's not one you can just go in and gate crash. But at the same time, I felt very, very, very left out because it was clearly a moment that you were having that I was not invited to. Was that jealousy and envy at the same time then, do we think? Yeah, maybe. Jealousy yeah. that... I might run away with her, but envy that you wanted to be part of that cuddle. But I was also possessive because I wanted you back in my bed with me. And I actually felt a bit of rage because I was like, that's my husband. You're cuddling him. I didn't say you could cuddle him. I was okay with you fucking him. (laughs) (laughs) But the minute some intimacy comes into it, it really tricked me and derailed me. But again, that was early days for us and we, we hadn't really you know, done a great deal at that point. And I think that was the first indication I had that that's always going to be the bit that maybe unsettles me. And I need to kind of mature and grow a little bit to to get over those feelings. And they're not bad feelings. They just, I just wasn't expecting them. Mm-hmm. But I think it is interesting because, you know, that was a, a, a much more sort of early in our adventures. Mm. Do Do we think that sort of jealousy fades with time, with experience? Do you think that plays a part in it? I, think, I would say you probably get used to things yeah. more, but also it probably goes up and down depending on the relationships and the, the kind of play date you're having. If it was in a club and you just met some strangers and there was no intimate connection, you you might feel less. Whereas if you are snuggling up at the end of a fun romantic evening, yeah, there's going to be different things at play there. Also, the cuddle party probably exclusively cuddles so yeah Yeah, but cuddling is is an intimate act it's a step further isn't it and you're not really gearing yourself up for that when you you kind of enter into this you actually just think about the physicality of oh my 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 other half's going to be having sex or doing something physical with somebody and you're not really prepared for the onslaught of emotion you get when you see somebody being intimate and i mean intimate in a and an act that you reserve normally for you you and your other half, maybe. So it yeah. just took me a while to I- get into that feeling and and realise it wasn't she was not gonna steal him away. It was just a natural reaction to a physical act they'd shared together. Well, I think you're sort of relating back to that little episode with Cooper about polyamory, that when you first started this journey, you didn't expect to have that level of intimacy or relationship no. with other people. No, you're right, you I didn't. probably assumed it would be quite a lot of just fucking. 
<laughs> well, just some. In the early days, we'd have settled on like some fucking. That would probably would have been okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to to feel so much emotion from things. I read something on Twitter, and I can't quite remember who it was, but they basically said, "Oh, you shouldn't be entering the lifestyle unless you." You, your relationship is perfectly secure and you're, there's no chance of jealousy, which is great in theory, but until you actually get there and you can be as secure as you, you know, as possible in your relationship and have talked through or batman your way through all of these scenarios. But as you say, you're going to get there and something will mm. blindside you. Yeah. And you're not expecting it at all. Um, and I think... Yeah. It's about the relationship being strong enough to come back and have that conversation with Mr. H saying, well, actually, that cuddling bit at the end, rather than pretending it was fine and go, oh, let's go off on a nut and letting it fester, mm. having that conversation and saying, actually, I didn't really like that. You know, unpick it. Why not? Et cetera. What will we do if it happens again? All of that stuff. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to say we, we did have an adult conversation about it. I and think you called an Uber straight I, away. And it was there well, in about eight seconds. It, which surprised me as well. <laughs> but I wanted to remove myself from the situation because I didn't want to behave like an idiot and do something and knee-jerk into a course of action I couldn't undo. So I, I was trying to just take myself out of the situation and then deal with it when I had a chance to be alone with you. But, you know, because you know me so well, you kind of figured it out anyway. <laughs> so. That's true. Very, very true. Do we think that jealousy is necessarily a bad thing? Is it a I good thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's it's an emotion that is can be welcome as long as you don't let it kind of rule what you do. Um, I think it's how you deal with it. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. to deny it or to say, well, you've got to be in such a secure relationship that it, you can't possibly feel it. That seems a bit disingenuous and you don't know if you're going to feel it. So I don't think that's realistic. And I think it it is a case that if something surprises you, if you have a feeling, whether it be jealousy, envy or something completely different, you know, something that, you know, a different feeling that comes out and you kind of go, oh, it's it's how you deal with it. It's the conversations and actually I would suggest that that is where the security in a relationship comes more than not feeling it actually it's the being able to discuss it and unpick it and work through it and where do we go from here and what do we as a couple want to do with these feelings is it something that we want to put you know hard nose on is it something we say do you know what it bothered me that much we leave the lifestyle you know all or just okay well Let's see what happens next time. I would suggest that if you're not in a relationship where you can have those conversations, then I don't think that you're going to have a lasting a relationship that can last a lifestyle, if you I, like. I agree. I think the important bit is, as you say, the communication and how you resolve those issues. So and and you can't control how you feel. You know, we're not robots. Well, some of us aren't. And and you kind of you don't know when jealousy is going to hit you and how it's going to impact you. But what you need to be able to do is have the tools and the right partners in, in place that talk through that openly and kind of work through why it's there, why it's triggered you. And, you know, I've kind of often felt that jealousy is quite healthy because it kind of can be a bit of a positive driver. Mm. You know, if you're kind of a bit jealous, then it it does show that you care and it does show that you're still interested 
it may not be nice at the time, but it can be a real good indication that actually you're still wanting to be with that person. Or yeah, totally. It means you're not numb and disinterested from things. You you're actually capable of feeling something that makes you strive harder to be a better person and you know make yourself maybe a bit more indestructible sometimes. <laughs> well, it certainly does for me anyway. I think so. So we're going to circle back now to the bit that we parked or circle jerk back, whichever one. Suckle which, back. Suckle back. <laughs> suckle back. Yeah. Now appearing at, at local venues near you in 18 months time <laughs> around those sort of interesting moments that you, you kind of discover in the lifestyle because you kind of, you know, you, you kind of go in and you're, you're thinking about how your partner's going to react, how you're going to react, but you don't necessarily expect to sort of develop feelings of jealousy over other partners or ha- develop FOMO in particular as well and 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 th- develop a level of possessiveness as well. I think that really surprised us. It did, yeah. And uh, I think you'd probably describe yourself as a king of FOMO sometimes. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so why do you yeah, think you yeah, get I'll so just much put that FOMO? crown on you. Yes, I am the king. <laughs> <laughs> it's the title of my first um, Suckleback yeah. album. What, do you think are, that- are you worried that somebody else is going to take that crown? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but while I'm asleep, someone's going to nick it. <laughs> Someone yeah. is coveting Lord- your famous crown. Lording it up in town with a crown on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why do you think FOMO is, your, is one of your biggest challenges then? FOMO for me is, um, I think there's been incidences in my past where I've not done something and I've missed out. Also, I don't like the thought of things not being equal. I'm, I'm, balance is really important to me in the way that, that I work and the way that I think. And I don't like the idea of somebody getting more than their fair share as well. <laughs> And me missing out on uh, that. By some, you mean you. <laughs> well, you know, and I think this, some of this even goes back to um, stupid little childish things like if I didn't eat my food fast enough, like <laughs> my dad would literally take the food off my plate in himself. That's survival of the fittest. Well, it's, <laughs> it's survival of the fittest, but it's all sort of linked to that kind of everyone having their fair share and it being really important. And to, it's all tied to that for me. Mm, whereas these are quite alien concepts for me. I understand what you're saying, but equally, there's plenty of times where perhaps you're not you're not being left out, you're not being excluded. It's just for whatever reason you can't attend that event, and everyone else can. And there's no malice there. It's just that you're unfortunately going to some other event, and or in my case, going to sleep. Yeah, and it's still <laughs> I miss out on loads of stuff. Because you're asleep. Because I just need to go to sleep. And it's, it's rubbish. But also, I just have to make a decision, actually, what's more important for me. Yeah. Actually, right now, I no, not right now, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but, you know, right now I need to go to sleep. But it's not unfair for everybody else to stay up if they're not tired, say, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think mm. there's circumstances yeah. where that doesn't, for me, doesn't always play a part. But it is something that kind of does trigger me. So if if everyone was going to this really hot party and you couldn't go because you you physically couldn't go because something was stopping you, not because you weren't invited, but because you were either busy with something else or you had no way of getting there. 
So you would still feel that FOMO, I, I, I right? I still feel the FOMO because I want to be part of the collective. I want to be part of the <laughs> group. The cool kids. Yeah, I do. And, you know, the, I spent enough time not being part of the cool kids. Oh, no, you're cool. You just want to be there all the time. I, I can't claim to be cool, <laughs> but I can I can disguise myself well enough that I might be able to you mingle in the background. You claim every day. You tell me every day you're cool. You're cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. I can't really back that up in any shape or form. Thank you so much, right? <laughs> I, I think for me, that is the bit that I find the most frustrating and most FOMO-ish, if that's a word, mm-hmm. um, when when it's something that's totally unattainable, then I've no chance of doing it. Then I don't really feel I'm missing out on that because it's not something it's, whereas if it's something I could do, but there's just, I, why wasn't it last weekend or the next weekend? Absolutely <laughs> this weekend when I got two things on, that's the bit that really annoys me. I think there was a, we when was it we all went out for my birthday and then you were like oh and we'll go to vanilla alternatives the next day and we'll go and then um vanilla ice was going off on holiday and you were going off this club and i was not i was just doing nothing and and it I just remember that and yes. it wasn't that i couldn't go to that club or i wasn't invited or it was just yeah you're pretty mad about that i was quite yeah and that those kind of things and i it wasn't find like you know i couldn't do anything about it and no. so for me I reacted in a probably quite a grumpy way to your grumpiness, <laughs> to your sulkiness about it. I because, see your grumpiness, and I raise you anger. <laughs> no, I'm not anger, but like I think I probably am more likely to just be like, oh, like that's what it is. You know that that is the situation. I can't change it. Suck it up. Whereas um, LV is more I likely to sulk. Sulking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Walking around the house, kicking bins over, flipping the old it's, table. It's just the sort of don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. I booked us a, a dream holiday, which didn't happen due to the uh, lurgy going round, and uh, there was something else that clashed that LV and, and I wanted to do, and it just so happened to be on the same weekend. How many how many days do you think you sulked for? Uh, none, probably. Uh, it felt <laughs> Close like to none. 365. <laughs> yeah, none, I think. But genuinely, it was just grotty for a few days. Actually, I was going to say, um, interestingly, I think sometimes the that whole emotion of jealousy can sometimes bring out a good side of you or it can bring something good and positive out of something happening whereas it feels like FOMO never really ends well (laughs) or at least that's what I'm hearing and that's the kind of perception I'm getting that FOMO is generally not a nice emotion to experience and generally is attached to some level of unhappiness that you're not part of that cool gang <laughs> that you were talking about <laughs> i would say i think it's hard to rectify yeah fomo uh, you know it's kind of there isn't like a you know a jealousy and envy you can often talk through things and work it out i think with fomo it, it, often it's something that you don't have control of and therefore you can't really get yeah. and know. it's a specific event generally mm-hmm. so that thing has happened we can't go back. We can't redo it. We can't. Yeah. It's yeah. frustration is the big feeling. You can't do it. So it's just annoying. But it's. Yeah. It's it feels like a childish emotion. Yes. Me. And I very often associate it with something I'm brilliant at, which is cutting off my nose to spite my face. 
And that would be a special Street Fighter it, it move. Actually, would be my special move if I was a video game character. Finish her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm really, really childish. If I, if I can't go to something because of my own fault, or someone tells me to do something, and I was going to do it anyway. I'm. I'm a real one for cutting off my nose to spite my face. And for me, FOMO and that kind of emotion go hand in hand. They're very childish emotions and. I feel by exhibiting them, I'm actually not a great person sometimes. Activating petulant mode. It is petulant. I might as well stamp my feet and, you know, be that whole throw my toys out the pram kind of thing. Well, you know, the fact that you consider it to be a sort of very immature emotion. I do. Probably is why I experience it so much. (laughs) Yeah, see, I I will get it and I'll have a grump for a, a bit and then I'm like, right, okay, I'm over it now. And um, I think that's why I find it challenging if uh, LV, for example, not that he ever does, might might remain in a sulk about such a FOMO. But also because, going, I know it's rubbish, but going back to the sleeping thing, I know that throughout my whole life, even sort of as a teenager when friends were going out, going out, being wild and stuff, actually – I knew that I really had to go to bed. And so I had to make those decisions for maturity's sake because I knew that that's something I had to do. So I would miss out on parties or I'd leave things early or um, me and LV tend to go to a place every year, not obviously 2000, but 2020, whatever year it is. (laughs) Oh, fuck, I just lost 20 years. (laughs) And he will stay up late, drinking, catching up with people. And I won't because I know that in order for me to kind of function the next day, I need to go to bed. And it's rubbish, but I also know my limits. So I kind of have a small sulk, but then I'm I'm done. Well, actually, that's, that's really mature of you. Because quite I, a mature. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we, would, we could do that. I can think of many a time when one of us has folded because of tiredness and We've actually not coped well with the fact that the other one wants to stay up. We, we just don't get over that. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, it doesn't happen a great deal. But you two go to bed at the same time. We do. We do. And that still weirds me out. <laughs> um, I think it's cute, but also no, a bit creepy. Because I need to go to bed really early. LV, not so much. So um, we've got that different dynamic so therefore if i go do you know what i need to go to sleep i'm happy with you carrying on you know on this zoom call or staying up drinking with people or whatever it is staying out do you remember when we could go out um (laughs) then he's used to the fact that actually i'm a bit flaky like that and also that if i say i don't mind i really don't mind so it gives you a bit of freedom, I suppose, to... Yeah. I'm in the opposite camp. That. I'd be like, never, I'm never going to bed. I'm going to be here until the very end, just in case something good happens. Maybe that's why we go to bed at the same time, because neither of us want that FOMO. <laughs> I, I think, I genuinely think there is a bit of that to it. I think yeah. the other reason is, is because when we first started dating, I wanted to sleep on different sides of the bed, which apparently oh makes days. me You're bringing this thing insane. Up again. And weird. And I think the reason we go to bed at the same time is to prevent me from sleeping on her side of the bed. <laughs> what kind of weird wants to Are you not over this what, yet? You both He's wanted not. to sleep on the no, same no, side no. of the bed. No, no. He wanted to sleep on the side of the bed that I am used to sleeping on. He wanted to swap, swap sides. 
Why? I, I, oh. it's, I know. I'm like, why okay, would you do well, that? I did for a minute. I did think that you were suggesting like rotating sides. Yeah, I'd, of I'd be happy with that. One week you'd sleep on one and the yeah. next week you'd sleep <laughs> yeah. on the next. And I thought that was perverted. Yeah, I would, I would right be right off. Absolutely no, it's my side of the bed. I'm used That's to it. That's why they're called the bed hoppers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's exactly. So what, what's happened now is that... Um, if we go to a hotel, there is I, I know which Ooh, side of the bed. Right now. Well, yeah, it would be. But I know that, that Mrs. H walks through the door and she'll make a decision based on a number of factors. Like, is it the same as is it facing the same way as normal? How close is it to the bathroom and the exit? Yeah. And and where is the window and likely any drafts? And all of those things will will come together in a marvellous scorecard to decide where she sleeps. <laughs> So I, then, that, then there might be some element of me being being able to stay on the other side, which freaks her out completely. It does. I like sleeping on your right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need to have my right arm over you, not my left arm. I can't. I can't. Just can't cope with it. <laughs> but that's probably the reason why we go to bed at the same time. I think. <laughs> and it's it's lovely to go to bed together and 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 have some naked fun too. It's also FOMO. You're like, what's she doing if she stays up without me? <laughs> Animal Crossing, probably. <laughs> no, I think his answer's probably way more nefarious than that. Like, what's she doing? Yeah, you're, yeah. The second you're alone, I know what you're doing. What? Candy Crush, Pokemon. <laughs> Reading a naughty book, probably knowing you. <laughs> oh my goodness, a shame. I know, it's Reading terrible, a isn't it? Book. Anyway, circling back to Suckleback. Suckleback, right. Um, I kind of want to explore this kind of thing around the surprises that we've had when we've started sort of relationships in a way, I suppose, because I think what what shocked me is how weirded out we were when we, you know, we met a couple, played with them, built a bit of a relationship, and then they went and played with somebody else. Those fucks. Yeah. And actually felt, they? I guess, a bit of jealousy, mm-hmm. a bit of envy, a bit of FOMO. Confusion for me. A little bit of possessiveness. I was very confused. I yeah. was confused so much because I didn't understand why I had I, I had no right to feel any of that stuff because it by its very nature non-monogamy is all about sharing with other people <laughs> and you know the, the the bigger community aspect and why on earth am I getting so bent out of shape over the fact that these people who have opened their marriage and shared and now going off and doing exactly the same thing with other people. Like, well, what? You no, know, what you've described is exactly how I felt when yeah. you guys went off. Strange, isn't it? But I could identify with that feeling when you explained it to me because I, I went through it myself. But what's really funny is, is that you're kind of like, oh, we want to protect this relationship. But actually, we also want to see these people over here. And that's okay mm. for us to do, but it's not okay for them to yes. do. Yeah. <laughs> and that well, wonderful... Very hypocritical. Yes, that wonderful yeah. double standard. Back to that definition at the beginning, it is that fear of losing what you've got, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. that built up that relationship. And back to those early feelings that you thought you might have, Mrs. H, of, oh, well, what if they meet another couple and they're better looking than us or more fun or got bigger boobs or whatever it might be there's all of What's those the with my boobs? <laughs> <laughs> there's all of those feelings which you were sort of expecting but you just weren't expecting in that way i suppose yeah and i think I, I worried you know what if they get on better with this other couple than they do with us and then they don't want to play with us as much anymore because they're all about this new couple and you know this all new relationship energy kind of crops up and and then you just get all confused with the whole thing and then you end up doubting yourselves but 
again, it's not a pleasant feeling because you kind of almost can't stop thinking about the fact that they're doing it and you're like, oh, I feel it's all of that stuff. It's all the FOMO. You do feel possessive. You do feel Equally, I think this, this is somewhat to do with the relationships that you develop. And, you know, I think if, if you had a, just a rock up and fuck approach, uh-huh. you, you probably wouldn't feel it, wouldn't really uh-huh. give a shit. It seems quite likely that that would be the case. Whereas if like us, you're trying to develop longer term relationships that you're trying to be somewhere in the middle of that, you know, delightful swinger, poly light gray space, mm-hmm. then I think you're much more likely to feel those emotions because they're more than just friends. They're more than just yeah. You've cultivated something. Yeah, there is a relationship there. Whether you. you call it a relationship mm. as in itself or not is another matter entirely. But but you can't help but develop feelings of some sort. And I think that those feelings of jealousy and envy are kind of natural as a result of that. Mm, it's just, they do. They dovetail, don't they? Really well. And I always recall dovetails. <laughs> no, I recall. I recall that one of those moments when. I think LV and Vanilla Ice were, were like uh, telling us about something they had going on with another couple. And I remember distinctly throwing my phone on the bed. <laughs> yeah. Absolute disgust. I oh, Honestly. and it wasn't even a thing. I know. Was it? You, you read something into it I know. that ha- hadn't happened and we hadn't said because it hadn't happened. Because text messages are... I know. Yeah. And you like... Freak the fuck out. <laughs> then I was really annoyed myself because I was like, why? And I was so angry because I thought, why on earth am I feeling this? This is really not okay. They don't deserve to have me behave like this petulant child. Especially as it didn't happen. Well, <laughs> but, you know, the fact was I, I thought it had. And yeah, no, it, I know, I know. Yeah. this yeah. range of emotions with me. Which is this like when me. I dream cheat on you? God, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but I recall having that conversation and suckling back to the, um, <laughs> the bit about what makes a relationship strong and being able to have those conversations and talk about those feelings are, are ultimately what makes that a healthy relationship and helps it survive. But also the bit about it proves that you care. And I remember saying to you when you that I thought it was actually quite cute <laughs> that you got that annoyed to throw your phone because it meant that obviously the, your feelings were strong enough. Because if it, we'd just been a like, and you know, no disrespect to anyone that has a rock up and fuck relationship. And you know, it is possible, I suppose, to have a mixture. You might have some couples you're really tight with and others you just fuck and that, you know, that's fine. But it obviously showed that there were strong feelings there. And, Although I thought it was a funny overreaction, I also thought it was cute because <laughs> you know, it showed that perhaps there was, it, um, you did care and there were some so, deeper feelings. So about the this incident that didn't happen, it was with a couple that we have met a few times who we really like. And I have this weird possessiveness over you guys, so the bedhoppers, and this other couple, and I feel really odd about the idea of if you guys wanted to meet up with them, 
without us there. <laughs> I know. I, oh what do you my think we to do? I would totally not be okay with it. Like, I don't think I'm a jealous person. I would not deal with that. Oh, my gosh. No. Should we live stream it? Huh? Should we live stream it Big Brother style? Oh, mate. <laughs> no. This is really interesting. Okay. So, I mean, we can break that down a bit. What do you, what's Ugh. your biggest worry about it? The fact that because we're, we're going to take off you and they're going to <laughs> <laughs> And never the twain shall meet. <laughs> um, I suppose it's funny because it's not, it's not the sex thing. It really isn't. And I wonder, I, am I worried that you guys will start up your own whatsapp group with them oh my like, goodness that would be awful like, <laughs> what when it's gone to whatsapp that is no, <laughs> no, but. like i think if i if you started share okay right i am being a massive dick here i know this but if you started sharing like memes with them and not with us <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I have got this distinct impression that Vanilla Ice shares 150 memes a day, and not one of them is direct at one group. I think they go to all groups. <laughs> I do that's too. My assumption. There's, there's definitely yeah, an element of truth in that. Some are more directed, whereas yeah. some are blanket. Bombed. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I see them all about a thousand times. <laughs> Actually, you don't. Well, no, I suppose even I am not privy in to all, all the of groups. the memes. Yeah. So. Interestingly, so <laughs> basically, I don't want to share my memes or you to share your memes. <laughs> you know what? I actually um, don't think I would. I think one of the interesting <laughs> things is when we first met, when we first had any knowledge of the lifestyle, our first sort of finding out of it was when we met you guys, chatted a bit online, listened to the podcast, met you for a social got along swimmingly, decided to you know, have a play date, et cetera, et cetera. But you were the first people we'd met. So there was always going to be quite a strong connection. But And I didn't know how that would feel because I had no other experience. Mm-hmm. I also knew that you met lots of other people already and you had existing relationships and I didn't know what was normal or how good a, a relationship you had with any of these other people. And so to a certain extent, when we first met, I thought, oh, we'll just be another one of your many couples or whatever. <laughs> what I didn't know was that actually you might have met lots of people along the way, but n- not a lot of them. You've cultivated a particularly yeah. deep relationship. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair. That's a very fair assessment. Um Whereas the flip side of that is that we had only met you. So when we first started, we literally didn't have anyone else. So we weren't going and meeting anyone else or talking to anyone else. So then that first time we actually found a couple we clicked with was probably a big like, ooh, for all, yeah, all of us. Yeah, so, I mean. Just on different sides of the and, and this other dynamic. couple, it's, so we have met up with various unicorns, um, and a manicorn, mm-hmm. um, and is that a thing? Yeah, manicorn? if you like. Let's say that. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I was going to talk about narwhals. I didn't realise they existed in real life <laughs> until um, that guy stabbed someone with a narwhal horn. Anyway, um, <laughs> edit that bit out. <laughs> That's staying in. One hundred percent staying in. <laughs> so I've not felt like you know if you'd have met up with any of them, 
Oh, no. See, I think I'd be jealous about my manicorn. I think it's harder, probably, as a couple to develop such a strong relationship with a singleton. I from, But that might just be personal experience. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Um, I, I, again, I think it's all very much down to just the connections that you you make and how you how you feel it's a it's always a roll of the dice what i will say is that i think very early on not very early on but sort of a third of the way through our our journey we hadn't really connected with that many couples and we connected with a couple and and developed a really quick great relationship with them but i think what really was strange for us is that they are quite, um, and they won't mind me saying this, prolific in the number of meets that they have and the number of people that they see. And actually that took a minute or two to, for that to kind of sink in because actually we kind of at first we were like, oh shit, one, how do you not compete with that, but how do you, how do you live up to that expectation? But also how do you kind of, cope with the the FOMO, the jealousy, the envy when actually every night of the other, you know, every other night of the week, they might be doing something different or something yeah. that's exciting. And, or and sort of feeling like just another notch on the bed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and we went through that. And I think actually what, what, what it transpired was that the strength of that relationship was very particular to, to us and them. And that that was something of its own, but actually they're, they're going to do what they're going to do. They, they want to do that. And that's every right. But it just took us a beat or two to kind of go, oh, that's just them. That's that's what makes them them. That's, but it but it was a bit of a you know we sort of sat down and had this bit of like holy crap conversation <laughs> because we just a we hadn't connected with that many people or really you know as as much as that and two it was like holy shit this is this is what they're like that's quite different to anything else we've encountered not just from a personal perspective but also from an experience piece. So yeah. it, I, I think it, that that took us a while to kind of get that into our heads and go, actually, that's just who they are. And once that started to sink in, sort of understanding that part of a relationship with other people became a bit easier. It's not easy because you still have those moments and those flashes. But I think for me, that was the first moment where we kind of went, oh, actually, we kind of get that a little bit. It's, um, so I've been reflecting a bit on what Vanillaise has been saying about you know, the, the worst thing possible would be for me to share a meme with these people. <laughs> okay, let's, let's get past that. Um, so, let, you know, let's assume for argument's sake that you continue to develop um, other relationships with other people once we're out of this shit show of COVID. Um, so, you know, you meet more people, you meet more couples or another unicorn, whatever it is. And at some point, what if we, we meet any of these people are you going to continue, do you think, harbouring these kind of feelings of possessiveness and at some point you might have to let go of them? It's really weird because I don't mind that you two go off and see other people. Cheers. Well, like, <laughs> we have meme parties. <laughs> but I was going to say, also, not, not right now, anyway. But And same with, same with this other couple. It doesn't bother me that they have a unicorn that they go and see and stuff. That's fine. It's it's the putting you four together. I don't know why. Is- like it, I really uh, and it's really stupid. And I know it's stupid. And it's weird. And I I don't even 
I don't know what it is. They're just yours. <laughs> there is a no, weirdness as well. No, because they're not just... I don't mind that they're not just ours, and I don't mind that you're not just ours. Like, I don't know. But we can't really really Funnily, though, they, that, this other couple, they said they had another a couple who had similar feelings as well. You know, they mentioned that, like, oh, God, who are these new people you're seeing? Yeah, so it's also there is that fear of, oh, what if you, you're, you introduce friends to friends and then they hate each other and go, well, why? What are you doing with them? <laughs> yeah. Um, there is that. Yeah, well, let's be honest, Mrs. H. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you have a pair of pants that you pull on that are a little bit judgy. Intolerant pants. No, that sounds and, like um, incontinence. <laughs> and I don't mind. Like there have been a few people you've said, really, um, and, and you know, um, and I'm okay with that. But I think I wouldn't be okay with it. With, with that, yeah. So is that your fear that I'm I'm going to judge you or say? No, it's not that. I just no? because I really like them. I don't want to hear a word against them, same as I wouldn't want to hear a word against you guys. And, and this is an, such an interesting concept because part of the joy for me with these social and it will fucking happen. It's going to happen. Oh, like one a, day. I'm going to build it, and people will come and. It was the interesting point of pulling lots of our friends together and putting them in a room and seeing what happens. Me, there is something marvelous, and my hope is is that it's all a marvelous utopia. I, I'm not, you know, I don't think that's going to be the case, but I would love it to be that. But actually, it's really interesting to see all these different people that we've know, some people that we've played with, some people that we chatted to online, some people that we have, all this kind of, but but all people that we've that were kind of connected to in some way or another coming together and seeing. What happens with all of those things? Because it is just a complete roll of the dice. It is, but this mythical, lovely couple, <laughs> Vanilla Ice is guarding with her life. If they're going to be at this social, <laughs> we'll have to wear disguises so we can't go and interact with this. <laughs> like, no, at all costs, keep them apart. Hang on, this, this is why Vanilla Ice wants to be on the door. COVID. No, 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 <laughs> you didn't invent COVID to prevent that. I hope not. Anyway, you're going to be on the door and, and yeah. literally going to be security and preventing people from certain people from meeting. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. I no. do love a high vis and, and you know. Lanyard. Lanyard. And a door I do clicker. Love lanyard. I've got the door clicker ready for you. Yay. So you can count up. Yeah, to- no, so we so you had asked us, this may be where you're going with it, um, about if we wanted to invite this couple. Um, we did. And they were gonna come. They were. And they will um, one day. So I was kind of okay with it like a year ago. <laughs> now in a big room with sixty other people. <laughs> when I'm, I'm the one that can bounce. Yeah. How can you, how can you cock block for like fifty eight other couples or fifty six? I don't know. I, do you know what? Actually, probably just what needs to happen is you guys to meet each other. Go, yeah, they're all right, but you know they're not my type. You both need to say that about each other, <laughs> and then and then we're all good. It's very specific. And what if we, what if it's like lightning in a bottle, and we're all all four of us are like, oh my goodness, sweetheart, don't don't I poke, the, poke bear. the bear. You don't need to poke <laughs> the bear. Uh, one thing that I do want to pick up on though is I think no, oh, no, is this is me being bad again. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is more of a generalized thought that's kind of popped into my head around the possessiveness of people. Actually, is that sometimes when you do have those early interactions you do build a level of possessiveness and 
you know, we've been chatting to various people and some of those some of those couples have taken that a step too, almost a step too far. They've almost sort of gone from having a, a one interaction or two interactions to almost sort of entirely thinking of that as a full on relationship where they feel they almost have as much rights as the other person's partner and stuff. And that that for me is such a strange situation. But it does happen because I think initially when you're in those first stages, you know, it's all very new. It's all very exciting. And that can actually be a bit of a strange occurrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I know exactly what you mean. So I kind of lost my train of thought then. <laughs> Great. Thanks, wife. Brilliant. <laughs> no, I was, I was actually... Well, you but can, I, yeah. I, I would say a lot of that perhaps comes with experience. So all of these are new. So the first time you ever meet anyone and the first time you meet like another couple you click with, or that, they're all new learning curves. And so you deal with it. And yeah, you know, all relationships are different anyway, but you probably deal with those feelings better as you're more experienced, I would imagine. And and it's almost that you need to go out and have a number of experiences just to just to see what's out there and kind of get the sense of the way of the world and the way it works to a certain extent. Just go out and fuck everybody. That's kind of my advice now to, to everyone. Once you can safely do that. Yeah. I don't want to go out and fuck everybody. Well, just go out and get have some shit experiences. Yeah. Get those, <laughs> yeah, like special brew or you yeah, know, whatever. Exa- exactly. And then, then create an award-nominated podcast about it. <laughs> and also, going back to Vanilla Ice's concern that, you know, if four, if four of us should meet, actually you're putting a lot of kind of, a um, lot into the, the fact that these people might actually like me because let's face it, I'm very intolerant and very unlikable half the time. No, oh no, don't be silly. Well, I, I think what she's aiming for is a level of um, ambil- ambivalence between <laughs> all four of us. So, you know, you're not allowed to like them, but they're not allowed to like you. So, but you, but you have to be acceptable enough so that it doesn't deter from her overall experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. Do you know when you think, oh, no, I'll be honest in this podcast because that would be good. And then you think, oh, I wish I hadn't opened my big mouth. No, I, I. No, it's a it's a really interesting <laughs> discussion. But I, it's not a surprise. I have told you guys this before. Yeah, but you're probably not the only person who's ever thought these feelings. About no, which is why I, you know. Again, I yeah. thought well, I'll and, say it. And you're probably not the only person who's thrown their phone across the room. I didn't throw my phone across. Well, I the did. Wasn't oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least I haven't done that. Imagine that. <laughs> Overreaction. Her. You were too tired to do it. That's what it was. <laughs> I really appreciate that level of honesty. And I think, you know, we've kind of had very similar you don't feelings. You not say that just because I was going for the sympathy vote. No, you, <laughs> I, you, I tell you exactly what I think. <laughs> but it is it's such an interesting journey because you just don't know where these thoughts and feelings are going to come from and how they, they're going to surprise you. And and we were certainly thrown by the fact that we had very similar thoughts and, and similar worries about introducing other, you know, friends to other friends. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's like the weird um, like Amazon recommendations or wish recommendations you know you've tried this you might also like this maybe not the wish one because that always seems to suggest some really weird shit but but it is almost those those um jealousy moments that pop up with that but also the the opposite of that and that you hope that those connections can be great and sometimes you think christ i wouldn't put those guys with those guys because that's going to be an unmitigated disaster but often often those things are quite surprising so far, um, and it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of 
Um, so on Fab, there's you know the, the site over here in the UK, but you get verifications, don't you, when you you meet someone and they leave a bit of a review of your kind of experience, like your fuck advisor rating. Yeah, your your fuck <laughs> advisor rating. So the, one of the things I found um, about Fab sometimes was that was that people would kind of almost go verification hunting, and I think in the early days that irked me a little bit because what What do you mean by so what i mean by that is so for example you you'd spend some time getting to know a couple you'd have a successful meet with them they would then verify you as being great people and vice versa okay so you you'd both have these little stamps on your your profile to say that you'd met each other and all was well yeah and then other people would peruse the site and they would check out people's profiles and they would look at the verifications to have a look at what other people thought of this couple mm-hmm. and off the, the back of the strength of those verifications, you would sometimes find that couples would reach out to the people who'd left a verification as a, almost like a, um, a mark of, uh, oh, this is quality because someone's left a positive review and they, you'd kind of feel, or I felt a little bit irked that we'd done the hard work of finding a great couple and then someone else would come along and go hey that's obviously a great couple because they've been verified by all these people and we're just going to swoop in and email them and say hey now, we, see, i think it's a really people. sensible thing to do yeah, i me. think it's like going back to the amazon thing i think i will tend to purchase something based on the quality of the reviews you sampled so, bed hoppers you might like his cocktail <laughs> yeah but there, there is an element in that isn't yeah. there the fact that obviously we get on well and have common interests and common, so the chances are if you get on with you know one couple you're likely to have at least some things in common and get on and have similar outlooks you would imagine and now there'll be some total hits and total misses mm-hmm. but but it's, yeah, and actually, you can look at, you know, from a judgy point of view, putting my judgy pants on, actually, sure yeah, I've got them too. Um, you know, sometimes I can, not that I really go on it much, but I can go on it and see some someone's like verifications or whatever and go, oh, they don't look <laughs> like the kind of people I kind of want to hang out with. So this is this is probably a good indication of... You know, I'm not sure that we would have much in. So I. Uh, so, so like positive and negative reviews, or yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think what's frustrated Mrs. H before is kind of um, we'll be sat there at home just chilling out, and we'll get like 20 messages from 20 different friends that have verified us, and just one person has gone out and contacted every single person yeah. on the list, like a shopping list. Oh, I see, but oh, brilliantly. Okay. Most of those people tend to be in touch with each other as well. So we can say, oh, did you know they've also messaged this person, this person? <laughs> we'll let you guys do the rest of the stuff. You can carry on. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, maybe. So I think we can we can sum up jealousy. Can we? Yeah, I think we can do. We solved it. We've, we've solved jealousy. Well, we don't need to solve it, I think. We decided mm. it, it's okay to yeah. have it. Yeah. It happens. It's not. You just got to be strong enough to deal with it. Yeah, it's not an awful thing all of the time. Sometimes it can tell you good things. It's important to communicate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get jealous about things you don't expect to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's okay as well. And again, you can solve that with honest, open, great communication. Yeah, and tits. That helps everything. Does it? 
mostly. And a good meme, apparently. And a good meme. Tits and memes. <laughs> meme. yeah. Maybe a meme with tits. <laughs> tits and memes is my uh, second album for Suckleback. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say a huge thank you to both of you for joining us again. Um, it is an absolute unfortunate circumstance of events that mean that we can't offer you a crisp high five and more directly here in person. But it's been wonderful to see your faces nonetheless. Oh, thank you. You, you thank, guys too. Thank you for having us. You're yeah. very, very welcome. Folks, if you want to contact them, it's His Cock, Her Tail, I believe, on Twitter. and All yeah. the meets. Instagram. Fab, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Fab. Yeah. Or just look for something that we've done and they'll probably be commenting. <laughs> probably with a wrestling meme. <laughs> probably. Good odds. Just, just not with that other couple because they weren't involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. H, do you want to do your thing? I do, I do. Thank you for hopping into our bed. Just want to say a huge, huge thank you to his cock, her tail, to Vanilla Ice and Lord Voldemort for joining us on the show. It was awesome to chat to them and really interesting to actually explore some of those feelings. Hmm. I enjoyed mm. it. It's always nice to um, see them virtually. See them virtually. <laughs> you mean it's nice to see them virtually at a distance? It's yeah. nice to keep them more than two meters away. Oh, absolutely! At all yeah. times. <laughs> I mean, it's not better at all to see them in person whatsoever. It would be amazing, but the world won't let us. So. We will do soon. Yeah, I know. You know, we'll be able to hang around in their garden at some point soon, even if they don't know it. Just, just sneaking around, <laughs> rifling through their bins. You know, you just... sound like a raccoon. Yeah, that's. There's nothing some wrong kind of with being a raccoon. Under. Yeah, Bert raccoon. Bert Raccoon, is that what your raccoon moniker would be? Bert? Yeah. Why? Some people out there in podcast land will be going, yeah, I know exactly what Mr. H is talking about. I don't know. Who's Bert the Raccoon? Not the Raccoon, just Bert Raccoon. What is Bert Raccoon? I don't understand. And his nemesis, Cyril Sneer. Oh, wait. I know that name. (laughs) But I don't know why. I should know it. What is it? Tell me. It's from a kids TV show called The Raccoons. Oh, (laughs) So it was like a totally like not back, what I was thinking. Back in the eighties, it was a um, sort of like an environmentally themed feel good show about this raccoon who lived in a forest. And Cyril Sneer was like a businessman who was always trying to destroy. I mean, people don't care about this. I mean, some people may do, but yeah, it had a great little opening theme tune. But raccoons aren't really known for their love of the environment, surely. Uh, I. Do Did we what? just like scurry around and try and get pizza? Mostly. And trash? Yeah, I think. I think. I still being, want one though. We still want a raccoon. Yeah, totally. Okay. Like my own pet raccoon. But you wouldn't call it Bert. God, no. <laughs> I don't, well, I mean, you'd have to call it Rocky, wouldn't you? Rocky? Well, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? Well, not Rocket. No, <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> from, from the song that you hate the most in the world, Rocky Raccoon. <gasps> oh my God, that's that bloody Beatles song, isn't it? No, Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> Burst into his room. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> I'm just going to sing that all day and I'm going to play Please it don't. to you. It'd be, no. You'll get so excited that your pants will literally fall off you. <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly. That's a bold claim. Anyways, look out for our next episode uh, where we'll have an exciting uh, look at Humpfest. <gasps> oh, gosh, yes. How exciting. Oh, gosh, oh, my. <laughs> uh, with an amazing sexy trio. So yeah. we'll just trail that now. Uh, it may be a two-part thing where you have to listen to one half of you know, on another show and half on this show. You've lost me already. Just make it complicated. But, Mm. you know, we'll be on Twitter and we'll explain all that when it happens. So look out for that. Again, huge thanks to Lord Voldemort and Vanilla Rice. Thank you for joining us again. That was awesome to speak to you chums and awesome to, to get some feelings out onto the table, which was lovely. Cool.
Cool. So, Mrs H, do you want to do your thing? I do. Thank you for hopping into our bed. So, um, tell me what you had your breakfast. Cock. Cock. I rode a cock. I sat in the cock. <laughs> Cock, 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 cock. And the sound test was never the same. <laughs> I only had one cock, to be clear. Just for clarity there, it was your cock. If just one cock could come in you, <laughs> oh strong God. enough and long enough could come in you. No, this is wrong. You can't, no. Don't, don't have Muppets and cocks it's, mixed up. It's only the song that they sang at Jim Henson's funeral, except there was less cock. <laughs> Fuck, I don't think he would have liked that. He'd turn in his grave. <laughs> He thought he was uh, his memorial was being clouded by cocks. Other <laughs> cock. However, to be clear, at my funeral, I would love all the cocks. Why are there so many? Stop it! You'll get sued. No, about stop. Cocks. <laughs> Can I have a cock funeral? And when do they come <laughs> inside? No, I already said I want a Viking funeral. Yeah, you did. But can we incorporate cocks and Vikings and? Death. Applications for the cock viking funeral <laughs> will be taking place in approximately 40 or 50 that years. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay. Down for that.